Good morning again. We'll say good morning from this microphone. As John has said and explained so well, it is still Christmas. We have been singing and hearing the story for weeks, some of us. I remember right at the beginning of November, uh, December, it was the first day or two, and I was out for coffee with Edna Grenz, and we were hearing Bing Crosby talking about the savior of the world being born. And we thought, what an amazing thing. Isn't it still Advent? Isn't it just, just barely Advent? And our whole world just went, it's Christmas all of a sudden. Um, we've not spent a lot of time on Advent as a culture, but here at First Baptist, we've tried to spend a lot of time on Advent, which means we need to do Christmas a little bit more, um, because I don't know about you, but I've been needing to sing these songs uh, yet again and to keep going with them. We've been seeing pieces of the story everywhere we go. We've been seeing nativity sets um, set up in people's homes, in shopping malls, uh, as we've come to church week by week. We've heard songs all over the place. There are pieces of the story everywhere, and we're getting a lot of pieces today. And there are a lot of pieces because this is a big story. This is a huge story. It changes everything, if it's true. And I think many of us in this room believe that it's true. We know that it's true. Let me ask you a question. If someone were to ask you to explain the story in one sentence, what would you say? Obviously, in one sentence, we can't give all of the details, but enough detail just to hang things off of that then could be expanded a little bit, but something that would be memorable that you could go... I know what this story is about. If I start with my sentence, I can fill in all the details. It might be a helpful exercise to try and distill something so complex and so big into something simple. It can help us communicate a little easier, and it can also help us think a little clearer sometimes. Now, I'm not sure I've got exactly a sentence. In fact, I'm sure I don't have exactly a sentence. But I've got it down to six words. Don't be too impressed, because they're not my six words. <laughs> we heard the angels say them in the reading that Luann just gave for us. And my six words are these. Good news, great joy, all people. Good news, great joy. Good news. Great. Right. I will do that a little more. See, I'm used to singing into microphones. I don't speak into them that terribly often. My six words are good news, great joy, all people. The message of the angels. And I want to take a few minutes to look at all of these in turn. Just a few minutes. If you were thinking about your sentence, would you start with good news? Have you heard it presented in such a way that it sounds like good news regularly? Well, what is the good news that the, shepherds, uh, that the angels wanted the shepherds to know? It was in our reading from Luke 2, verse 11. Today, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. The Lord. Savior, 
someone who saves, someone who rescues. Messiah, literally in Hebrew, the anointed one, God's promised leader, God's king to lead God's people. And Lord, this word then as now gets used in a variety of different ways, but it's a word used to ascribe deity. It's another way of saying God. A savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Taken all together, the good news is that God is on the move. God is coming to the rescue. God is at work to save the day. In the Jewish scriptures, in the Old Testament, God has promised to send a Messiah, his own king, to accomplish his will on earth, to lead his people with justice and righteousness, and ultimately undo all that is wrong in the world and make it right again. It's an ambitious plan, to be sure. But the angels are announcing that that plan was happening right now, in and through the birth of this baby. God is coming to the rescue. And then, as now, our world needs rescue. Things were not and are not as they should be. So rescue is good news. Great joy. How does the good news strike you? How do you usually respond to good news? God is coming to the rescue, and he's doing it through a baby boy. It's kind of strange news. But the angels want us to know that it's good news. The intended response to this, intended by the angels and certainly intended by God, is great joy, celebration, excitement, and confidence that what God has promised is in fact going to take place. To hear that God is acting on his promises to undo all the wrong that is in the world has to cause great joy, right? What other response could there be? God undoing all that is wrong in the world sounds like a good thing. But what if I'm what's wrong in the world? Well, let's be honest, I don't have that sort of influence. So, (laughs) what if I'm part of what's wrong in the world? Or, the way the Bible talks about it, what if what's wrong in the world is also what's wrong in me? then God coming to the rescue maybe doesn't sound only like good news. It could cause a little bit of fear, a little bit of worry. Great joy isn't the only response. Elsewhere in the Bible, the birth of Jesus is described as light coming into the world. And then the writer John makes a pointed comment, but people loved darkness instead of light. God undoing all that's wrong might cause a degree of fear for some of us, or perhaps for all of us. But how did the angels start their message? Fear not. Do not be afraid. Yes, that's at least partly because angels are probably scary. 
right? Whenever they show up in the Bible, that's the first thing they always say. They're probably a little intimidating looking. But I think the angels want the shepherds and us to know that God's purpose is saving. God's purpose is rescue. No one said it would be easy. No one said it would be painless for anyone, least of all this little baby. But it is still good news. And because it's good news from a good God, it's not to be feared. Rather, as good news, it should be greeted with great joy. Just intellectual assent, just understanding it isn't good enough. We can't just agree that the good news is good and then carry on as if we hadn't heard it. The good news has to be personally embraced. And as it is embraced, we see that it is indeed cause for great joy. Many of us in this room could testify to that, couldn't we? The kind of joy that certainly includes an emotional response but goes above and beyond it to a place of settled confidence. Confidence that God is who he says he is and is doing what he said he would do. Now, our culture tends to want great joy without the good news, right? I think tonight is going to be one of those celebrations where we're working really hard to try and convince ourselves that we're having a great time. Um, But sometimes New Year's Eve falls flat. We want the great joy without the good news. But it's the news that has to bring the joy. To get the joy, we need the news. And finally, all people. So we have reason to be thankful. The good news that leads to great joy is for us. The good news of great joy is for all people, and it does mean all people. It was originally communicated to the poor, the marginalized, the lowest of the low. God coming to earth in great humility. But it's for all people. The wealthy, the powerful, and the comfortable are also included. They need to hear the good news. They need rescue too. And their rescue may look a little different than the rescue of the poor and the marginalized. It may be painful in some different ways, but again, if that's us, if that's us, if if it's them that we identify with, we also need to hear those words. Do not be afraid. All people. From those sleeping in the doorways around the corners of our building to the penthouse suites of the surrounding towers, it's for all. And if you're here today and this is new for you, please don't make the mistake of thinking that it's for us Christians, that it's for us church people and not for anyone else. The reason the good news is for me is not because I'm a Christian. Rather, I'm a Christian because the good news is for me. And it's for you. It's for everyone. For all people, that most certainly includes you. So, friends, brothers and sisters, it is still Christmas.
despite the fact that decorations may be coming down, lights are starting to be turned off perhaps, don't let it pass you by this year without giving some thought to what it's all about. It's easy to get caught up in how busy we are. But let's let the message of the angels inform our thinking as we put all of the pieces of this huge, big, beautiful story together. Good news, great joy, all people. Amen? You've been listening to the First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. For more sermons and information about our church's services and programs, please visit firstbc.org.